Welcome to podcast episode 47, Rethinking Business Renegade Style. Yeah, are y'all ready to go on this journey with us today? Renegade style. Where are renegades out there? You got two in the studio right now. Woohoo! Would you say you're a renegade? You know, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like even if you're not a renegade, because of that song, you actually want to become one. You want to know what a renegade is, how to be one, where do you sign up? Well, the definition is not great, but let's define it. Okay. Okay. A person who deserts and betrays an organization, country, or set of principles. But I can get down with that. Yes. I think we have been trained and boxed in so long, and we're sitting here saying there is a better way. We know God has put some huge things out there in your hearts to do, and you have just been boxed in and knocking on the wrong doors and it's time to be renegades, y'all. It's time to get out there and do what we're supposed to do and stop asking for permission. That's right. So we can betray old sets of principles. That's right. Old mindsets within you. Mm. Wrong mindsets in others. Yeah. Hey, and you know, certain people have certain mindsets for what they have to accomplish. But if you are a person where you keep on coming up against blocks, walls, wrong people, wrong places. Guess what? There is a right people for you. There is a right place for you. And we about bye ready bye to, to everything else. Yeah, bye bye and hello life. Yeah. We just think it's time. For so long we have been knocking on doors and thinking this is who we're supposed to go to. This is the format or this is the order that we're supposed to follow and look if you hadn't looked outside lately we are not in conventional times and this is calling for some unconventional calls and, and unconventional, unconventional people <laughs> we both looked at each other I was about to say friendship she had her lips put together and I was like oh she's not saying enough <laughs> okay unconventional people and unconventional friendship yeah and it's going to take friendship it's going to take those people to partner together in some unconventional friendship yeah. to get it done. I can so relate to this message because I literally have spent my life knocking on doors and being told no over and over and over. And I don't know how else to describe it other than from the time I was very small, I knew there was something huge inside of me that didn't. It, it almost, it feels weird to say it was too big for my small surroundings. Mm -hmm. And I never could get out of where I was that, that felt big enough. But I just kept thinking, you're asking me to do things that's too small for what I can do for you. And nobody ever cared about what I could do. They don't want to have to expand the room for you. They'd rather shrink it and tell you, look, I only need you to do this. Can you just stay inside these parameters? It's like they're too tired. Mm -hmm. They don't have the capacity to think beyond what they just think that they need on a daily basis. And mm -hmm. mostly I'm talking about experience in churches and then experience in employment. But what we were talking about earlier is that my way out of that, and Tabitha has the same experience, just kind of in a different way, but our way out of that was to start partnering with each other mm -hmm. because we knew 
that each other had something inside of them that was too big that people were trying to contain. And so God put us together and said, girls, go for it. Yeah, I feel like you knocked on my door and I opened it. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I've been waiting on you. I love, yeah, I love opening doors. Barb. Let's go open them together. And so I was going to say for me personally, it wasn't so much as no's as much as it was like, if you want to play, you play my way. And so I did that. I was easy for me to be like, okay, I'll play your way. But I never got to play how I was made. And so I am ready yeah, to do like that. It's like getting a banjo and saying, can you, can you make that thing sound like a guitar? Mm. I'll try. That's what <laughs> I try. would do. That's I will so try. Sad. I know. It's so sad. It's so sad. So I was more of an, I guess, a conformist until some days I was just like, that's it. And I would just go crazy. And people would be like, what just happened to our banjo guitar player? She just lost it. No, you just lost the fake me is what just happened. Oh. So. I heard that. Yeah. So here we are, the Renegades. And today we are actually talking to those who actually feel like they are called to start some kingdom endeavors. Kingdom businesses, kingdom journeys, kingdom assignments. I don't care what kind of words you want to put on it. We have beat our heads against each other in a wall and any kind of surface that you can find to think about the right words to say here. But the thing is, God has some great things for you to do and it's time to do them. And it's going to require you to do those in new ways and with some new people so you can get the job done. That's right. So we're here to form some alliances and hopefully hook you guys up together down the road. But today we just want to talk about how we start out coaching other women who come who don't even yet have a partner. They're really coming alone and saying, I've had this idea. I've had this dream in my heart. I'm either stuck or I've gotten so far. I have my website. I think I know what I'm doing. And now they have to backtrack because they're hitting walls themselves. Yeah. It's like stuck or stale. Yeah. So they're coming to us and we have just had the best time doing this for them, but we also feel so called to it. Like Mm -hmm. this is part of our journey is helping other women start their journeys. And so today we just thought it would be a really cool episode to take you through what we call our lift level one. And this is where we're starting. We would start you as a single person or as a duo. And there are three foundational things that you have to know if you're going to step out in this kingdom call. And most people don't know it. Would you say that? I would definitely say most people don't know this. And it's time that they did because I feel it in my heart very strongly. I feel like the Lord had put it, just dropped it in my spirit that he does want his children to start businesses, but they need to start colliding with ministry. And so we separate them as Christians. We're like, oh, if we open businesses, then we have to be a business person. And if we want to do something for the church, then let's start a ministry. But what is happening, I don't know if you've noticed, but even with churches, they're making money. They have to make money to sustain 
sustain themselves Mm -hmm. and business is God's way. It has to be ministry. So I think we're entering times that whatever we're doing, when it's evolving finances, there has to be business and ministry colliding, which guess what? That means that's going to take an entrepreneurial spirit. And so God wants to drop it. And so when I knew that he wanted to do this, in my head, I was like, we, well, because I'm a renegade, I'm like, we have to find out the best and newest way possible to do this. How can we make these things combine? And so at the Flaws of Friendship, we know how to do it. And so what we do is we combine spirituality, psychology, and modern day branding to do it. You kind of smush these all together and you get a nice, cool, what we like to call identity-based branding. Yeah. Okay, so let's take them through the first step. So the very first thing that we would say you have to know when you come to us, very first thing, we're going to start off with how God made you. And that is called the fivefold gifting. Yes. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I think we all have a spiritual DNA. We all have, I call it almost like a heart bent. Like there's something that motivates you to move for the kingdom. And so I think when you learn these things, it's really special. And most people actually have never heard it when I talk about it. And if people do hear it, they either love it or they think that some exist and some don't. Or they don't use it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I want people to start becoming aware of how they are motivated so that they can be motivated to move it, move it. Yeah. So we're just looking at who God made you to be in light of the fivefold is kind of the nickname. And that is based on a biblical principle that Jesus says that he left the church, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean everyone is called like Paul is called to be an apostle, but you do have a bent to one of those. And then you have like a top one and then you've got a second one and you've got a third one. And so it's fascinating to watch how they all play out. But the reason this is so important is somebody with an evangelist call is going to run a business or even be motivated to start one very differently than someone with an apostle bend. And so do you want to kind of get into some of that and explain what they are and why it's so important in business? Sure. Okay. So what I like to use a lot is fivefoldministry.com because they actually have an assessment. And so you just run through these questions. This is a little slider that you just go zero to 10, I think, and you just pick what is truest to yourself. So I encourage everybody to take this. I want you guys to know all these things are tools, but they are pretty amazing tools because these people are studying this stuff. This is what they're learning. They're so knowledgeable on it. And so it's going to be much easier to take a tool from somebody who's put the hours in it and have become experts at it than us just looking at this scripture verse one time and thinking that we know everything about it. And so that is why I use these kinds of tools because they studied it that long and I haven't. 
but they simplify it for us. And it's such a wonderful resource just to start seeing how you move and to say, Lord, is this really authentically who I am? Or if not, then who am I? And what does my heart really beat for? Because when you know that you're going to move in it. And that's when I think you start to change the world. When you know who he is, when you know how he created you and you start moving in it. And so take that assessment. And so that, like Stacy said, there are five of them. And in that scripture, if you go read Ephesians four eleven through 16, it'll tell you everything that these giftings do. A few are, they equip the believers for works of service. They build up the body of believers and growth and maturity. They create unity of faith. And so those are just a few of them. But I'm just going to run through the five. And this is just the information right off fivefoldministry.com. So the apostle, these people are called the dream awakeners. They awaken people to their God-designed potential. They are instrumental in people discovering who they really are and walking alongside them to get there. They forge new paths in the kingdom and are a catalyst for change wherever they go. All right, our prophets, these are the heart revealers. They are effective in revealing God's heart for his people wherever they go. They can accurately discern God's heart for a situation. They help people experience God's voice for the very first time and help them develop hearing the voice of God in their own life. Now, the evangelist, these are the storytellers. They make the stories of Jesus's remarkable goodness and love famous. They are the carrier of good news and partner with Jesus in celebrating people's transformations. They stir curiosity and desire to know Jesus. Their life is a living invitation to all to join the family of God. The pastor, the soul healer. They are instrumental in guiding people through brokenness back to wholeness and healing their soul from wounds that keep them where they are. They create a safe atmosphere of family and belonging. They bring fun and enjoyment to God's ministry and allow people to feel like they are part of a greater family. And last but not least, the teacher. These teachers are called the light givers. They make the truth and knowledge about God accessible to all. They have an ability for breaking confusion and misinformation. They are strategic in helping people know the truth of God and also how it applies to their own life. Awesome. So it's so helpful to know how you're wired. Yes. Let's just say I'm starting an endeavor, hypothetically, Mm -hmm. you know, because I would never. I've never started just anything on my own. No, you haven't. No, only like 25 things. (laughs) So can you explain maybe just using me how that would work using my giftings, you know, where I rank and... Sure. Okay. What I will say is when you take this assessment, I want you to take it and I want you to look at your top three giftings because what this assessment will do is it's going to show you the percentage of each of these gifts in you. And so screenshot that baby, screenshot those results. And I want you to look at the top three because what you will see in people is a lot of times they will use their second and third gifting to push that first. For today, let's just say we're going to go with your top two. So since you are apostle in the top, prophet second, that means what you naturally do is you prophesy to build kingdom. So what Stacy has done is she'll go to her prayer closet, she'll get a word from the Lord, and from that word, she knows how to build strategy. She knows how to start something. She knows she's not going to move without the word of the Lord until she has it. Would you say that's correct? Yeah, but yes. And then with this gift set, once I get the word, it is to go and build something. 
And so that's why I really think the apostle, you know, it's, it, it's definitely winning out, but mm-hmm. my, I rely so heavily. I don't just randomly start going, let's just go build something. Let's just go do this for fun. But I have to have a word from the Lord. And then when that comes, I try to build structure to contain it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So that's how that works. Yeah. Okay. So for another example, let's bring Kirsten up. We just walked her through some coaching. She was prophet first, pastor second. So what this means is she is going to use that pastoral gift to share the heart of God. So that means she is going to help people walk through brokenness to wholeness. She's going to get them healed. She's going to let them know that they belong. And she's going to do that to reveal the heart of the father. And she's at the end of the day, she's going to be sharing the word of the Lord Mm -hmm. to these people. And it's going to bring that healing and that wholeness. Yeah. And so it's just good information to have because once you realize how you operate, you can step more fully into it. Yes. And that's part of living these unfulfilled lives is that we don't fully understand who we are. Yes. And so we're going incomplete and unfulfilled because our assignments are unfulfilled. And once we start understanding fully who we are, then we can fulfill what God has for us. Exactly. Yes. And I think this may blow your mind if you want to start a business or you already have a business. What I believe is when you have a business, this is a reflection of who you are. This is a reflection of your God-given DNA. And so if you are the leader, if you are the one who started this business, your business is your gifting. And so I want to say for Stacy, if she started a business today, it would be a prophetic apostling business. It wouldn't be a teaching business. She's not a teacher. She's not a pastor. And so for her to even try to make a business look the wrong gifting, she's gonna go stagnant. She's gonna go stale. You know, you're not gonna enjoy it. The people aren't gonna get it. You're not gonna get it. And so it's just not gonna connect very well to her offering. And when you start operating with those top giftings that you have, your businesses will blow up. And let me just say, we're using spiritual terms, but it crosses over. We're saying if you're called to start a business, that is your ministry and your gifting is then going out into the marketplace. And so that pastoral gifting means that you can gather and nurture. You're going to take care of your customers Mm -hmm. well. And if you go into some kind of self-care industry or counseling, you're going to be able to walk them through brokenness. So just know that we're using these spiritual terms to translate into the marketplace because we're not separating them. This Mm -hmm. is your ministry. Exactly. I just spoke with a woman who actually has a home decor store. She scored highest in pastoral. And so talking with her for just a few minutes, she was like, I just want people to feel at home when they come here. I just want to take care of them. She couldn't help it. And that's that gift. It exploded in her business because that's who she is. But she took that and said, okay, into a home decor Mm -hmm. atmosphere. And so you have to think, wow, that this is actually possible. God actually wants us to take these kingdom heart motivations into the marketplace, like Stacy said, and that is very possible. We just have to know the motivations and how these giftings work. Like we said with the pastor, they want people to be healed and whole and, you know, safe. And so she's creating that in her home decor store. Yeah. And so take this assessment, see where you fall, get those top three, pray about them, learn about them, and really connect them to who you are because your business is going to share that kind of ministry to the world. Yeah. And so once we discover your fivefold gifting, then we move on to step two, 
And that is understanding your brand archetype. And this starts getting really fun because a lot of cool things come when you know your archetype. But anyway, would you list, kind of go through the archetype names and what they mean? Just sure. really quickly. Sure thing. Okay. So this is where we tap into the psychology of branding, which I really think is so interesting. So there was a psychologist named Carl Jung. And what he did was he said there are characteristics and there are desires within everybody. And they actually create certain personalities that he could put into 12 groups or 12 people personalities. And so he did this and he made them. And so what happened with businesses, which is really interesting, is they said, hey, when we're starting a business, we are realizing that people can relate better to a person than they can just a product. And so now what businesses are doing is they're trying to say, hey, we have a certain personality. We have a certain identity. We have certain qualities and characteristics that fall within one of these 12 systems and that they actually attract our perfect customer. And so if we build our brand to look like this personality, this person, then those people are going to find us so much easier. And what it's going to do is going to help us differentiate ourselves and actually help us connect with our people and with ourselves so much better. And so there are 12. You want to hear them? Uh huh. Okay. So these 12 archetypes, I'm going to run through them, just let you know what the 12 are and their core motivation, what they're after. So the caregiver, they are service oriented. They have a desire to do service. The ruler, they are have a core motivation to control the creator brand. They are all about innovation. The innocent is all about safety. The sage is all about understanding. Explorer, they're all about freedom. Outlaw, liberation. Magician, power. Hero, mastery. Lover, they want that intimacy. Jester, they're after enjoyment. Every man or guy or girl next door, they're about belonging. So those are the 12. So everybody can fit into one of these categories. One of my favorite archetype brand strategists is Kay Putnam. I really trust her if you just go to kayputnam.com. She actually has a brand assessment that we've talked about before on the podcast. And you can actually just take her little quiz and find out what your results are. And she actually does trainings and courses and all kinds of stuff. So you can actually really start to hone in and do this very well. And so I encourage you to check that out. This is where we start seeing our clients' faces light up because here we get into their colors and making their fonts and giving them a digital brand board. And that's when you really start to see it come alive. It all comes together. So it's just really cool. That is your personality. And a client that we just did, it turned out that her brand colors ended up being exactly the colors that she's decorated her home in. <laughs> so it was so spot on. Yes. And when you hit the heart, they're just, there's no stopping her now. I mean, she is on fire. Yes. So yes, it's yes, really yes. cool to see that. So once we know your fivefold gifting and then your archetype type. Your archetype your, type. Your archetype type. Yeah. Uh, then we move on to, oh to the painful part of this process. Oh, oh my gosh. It's called the one liner. It's a necessary 
evil, but it's not really evil. It's actually really good, but it is so hard. So the one-liner is based on Donald Miller's story brand, if you've ever heard of him. And basically, it helps you hone in the problem that you see, the unique solution that you're here to solve, and then the reward. Once you do, what is the reward or what does the future look like for your client if they don't use your product or service? So it's problem, solution, reward. Sounds easy. Is it, Var? No, I call it the one-liner wall. Everybody seems to hit it. We hit it. Sometimes we still hit it just trying to figure out what's going on. Because I will say, Stacy and I are still in the process of doing all this because there are two of us. I'm realizing that when there are two of you, it makes it a little trickier to maneuver how you can do a business as partners. And so I encourage you guys that if you are a duo and you are doing business and you're having a little issue, reach out to us because we know that when there are two of you that God is represented in unique ways between you. Actually, Stacy and I actually really score very similar in our five-fold gifting, but the way we function in them are different because our archetypes are different. And so how we apostle and how we prophesy are very different and uniquely just like a fingerprint and how we do those things is different. It doesn't make us not operate in those gifts, but it makes us do them differently. And so you have to really figure out how you do that, how you do that together and what that means for your business. And so we're still doing that. And so we want to help you do that too. Yeah. All I can say about the one-liner process is you need help. You need help. You cannot do this alone. Do not go in there alone. And you're going to get mad. You're going to get mad at yourself. You're going to want to quit. work with us, you're going to get mad at us. You're going to want to quit and you're going to want to say, who needs this? It doesn't matter. You have to have it. If you do not introduce a problem right off the bat, then there is no reason for your customer in all the noise of all the marketing today, there's no reason they should have to use your product unless you tell them what their problem is. I was reading... That 95% of purchase choices come from our subconscious. That means you have to connect with people on an emotional level for them to actually purchase something. 95%. And so, guys, guess what that's going to take? It's going to take personality. And it's not going to take, like, multiple personality. It's going to (laughs) take one personality. You knowing who you are, who you're talking to, what you can give them, what you are promising them, and the benefits that they're going to receive from choosing that and getting it from you. It matters. And so... Like we said, you got to go through all of this process before you know your offer. You better know who you're talking to, too, and you better know who you are so you know how to talk to them. And so, yeah, everybody's jumping on and making Instagram accounts and their Facebook account, getting their website going. And, and getting their logo. Know, they don't know who they are. No. And that makes it even harder because then we have to go back and, and backtrack everything. But one thing we have found is that when we take people through this process, some will literally sit here in tears and say, I feel so heard for the first time. Yeah. That I feel so known. And that's what we want. We want them to feel because if, if they can feel like that, then their clients are going to feel like that. And then we have kingdom coming into the marketplace and Mm -hmm. that's when it all collides Mm -hmm. so it's a very exciting process but we just wanted to take y'all through that today because we are so called to this arena this lights our fire y'all know it lights yours 
were. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I you love get it. really excited about yeah. this. And I do, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I love. I want you to have your colors. I want you to have your logos. But, shoo, I want you to know who you are. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then they'll know who your business is. Yeah. And we were just talking to some new friends that we've made. They're two best friends that are working it out up there in, what state are they? Uh, we don't. Missouri. Missouri. You're right. So they're hairdressers and they've been in business together for a long time. I mean, working alongside each other. And what they do is they'll sit there and just bust out some prayer and deliverance and all that while they're cutting people's hair. So kingdom and ministry is colliding. It has, it has to. Yeah, it has to, it but it has, has to. been. Yeah, but we're been, just calling. To. God is calling us into a greater measure. Yeah. It's such a great window, and COVID opened up even a bigger window. A lot of people had so much time just to sit or be with the Lord or figure out, oh, my goodness, in a crisis like this, my old life doesn't work anymore. And I really feel like God's calling me to something else. I also feel like... A lot of people will say COVID was the big disaster. I don't, I really think that was kind of a warm up. Like it was such a period of evil, but grace for God to come and say, let me prepare you for the new world that's coming. And I don't think that we should necessarily be afraid of that because he is literally dropping heavenly kingdom assignments into our lap and he did so in such a tumultuous time yeah so the fact that he's issuing new calls means y'all it ain't over Mm -hmm. in fact it might just be beginning and it's going to take some renegades it's going to be people Mm -hmm. who aren't afraid to do things differently just like when COVID hit nobody could do things the way they were used to and the people that started doing well were the people who were able to evolve the people who were able probably to press their ear to heaven to see what heaven was doing and learning how to do things differently and they did it quickly and so it's just being nimble it's easier to do that when you have a partner. Mm -hmm. So we think this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. We're so excited to see what things are going to be birthed. So excited to work with those who God sends to us. And if there's any way that even this podcast could help you even understand how to go about this and then to say, but you can do this and there's such a heavenly way to do it. It's exciting for us. It's so exciting. Yeah. And we know that God is releasing these assignments. And we do know that one way that he is going to accomplish these things are through partners and are what we like to say, friendship. And so God is giving you God connections. He is giving you these people in your life to help you live out these God dreams. So keep a lookout for those people. Let those dreams come to life in you and let's start living them as renegades, ready to break the old systems and step into the new ones so we can see kingdom on earth in the marketplace. Yeah, I'm ready. Authentic friendship revolution. Join the journey. Have a good week, y'all. We'll see you on Friendship Friday in the next week. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.